0: It sounds good,
1: brothers and sisters. Welcome back to the XX Mormon podcast. Today, we are delighted to join, be joined up here on the stand. Of course, presiding as always by Bishop Jensen. I'm sorry, last time Bishop berated me because I introduced our guest first, and that upset him. Um, I did had to do twelve hail marys after. Our sacrament meeting, but uh, yeah, presiding is Bishop Jensen, and joining us once again is the incredible, wonderful Samuel the Lamanite. Uh, welcome back!
0: Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. I'm really glad the Lord, uh, for me to come down from the heavens and stand up on this wall again and talk <laughs> to all these unworthy people. <laughs> Here to preach true,
2: yeah, we're looking forward, we're looking forward to it so how how have you been in the last few months? How has your life been moving on?
0: um, just, it's going good, yeah, uh, just just studying, just working, you know doing good, just looking forward to graduating, which shouldn't be too long for now, and yeah, that's all that's <laughs> everything's going very that's good. Very good.
2: You're yes. at
0: still. Yes, I am. And I can say that I, I feel like um the only reason I'm still in BYU and I haven't been kicked out yet is because I get to listen to you guys' podcasts and <laughs> I, it, it kind of keeps me sane when I'm ever I'm walking around and happen to look at statues and all this stuff <laughs> or listen to teachers say kind of outlandish things but mm-hmm, i always yeah. have my headphones in and listen to you guys and it's like okay this is how i keep sane
1: you can do while i'm
0: attending here yeah
1: we're like contraband now we should yeah we should uh release cds of the podcast that that people can yeah. dance around secretly yeah
0: <laughs> There we go. We can match. We can match the witchcraft. We can just be like, "Hey, we're gonna start selling our thing." You you sell your thing. We sell our thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that that is what we're talking about today. Is a little bit of witchcraft. Why is it uh, you wanted to talk about this? Do you have like a is I, it ride, like a or
2: what? It, Secrets of Dumbledore just came out, so you. Yeah, you're I all
1: see. I'm done with Harry Potter. I I quit that fandom
0: you couldn't, oh no, okay. yeah, uh, uh, uh so I, I don't know I I wanted to kind of I was always thinking about this, I like maybe this would be a good like Halloween episode, you know, yeah. but um, I'm like, Halloween's too far away, and I just want to talk <laughs> about this, <laughs> a long I guess time to wait it's a long time to wait, and I was like, maybe they're maybe they'll move on to bigger and better things, and I'm like maybe 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 they'll become too famous to do the podcast anymore, <laughs> but um. So the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I feel like at least me specifically, I've always grown up around like people in the church leaders and kind of families who like are very much into this type of stuff. And mm-hmm. it's always been kind of weird for me because my family is like the complete opposite. It's <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, I've like people would always talk about like, Oh, like on my mission, I had to cast out this or like my grandpa had a vision where he talked to Jesus and Joseph Smith and like, just kind of stuff like that. And I was always like, that's kind of weird. Cause like, I feel like my family is always teaching me like, Hey, like that's like when people say that, like that's not right. You know?
1: Interesting. So your, your family didn't have Perhaps. like the superstition thing.
0: No, which is funny because both of my parents, they grew up in Ecuador, right? right. And my mom's mom was very, very, very superstitious. Like, like she would go and like to this like witch or whatever like in the town and like ask her to like bless her and do all these type of things and um so my grandma on both sides were, were they're just very superstitious people but my parents are very much not
1: which is interesting because the whole thing like one of the points of pride of Mormonism is like the visions haven't stopped. Like, we're still receiving revelation, and angels still speak to people. They even speak to a 14-year-old boy. So for s- somebody to say, oh, I had a vision, or I had this dream with this ghost, or whatever, and then a Mormon to be like, no, you didn't. Like, that's kind of
0: yeah. weird, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it is kind of weird. Because I remember, like, like you said, most people in the church, right? You're taught like, all oh, these sexual prompt things. And some people are like, I have this gift where I can see this and talk to him. and Right. So, so basically, um, like, I, I, I'll just do like, I just kind of been looking into it more and more just on a casual basis. So kind of the things you learn are about, I guess back in the day, now back, people were a lot more superstitious, and believe in magical things because there wasn't any scientific advancement. So, they yeah. just needed explanations. So it's very common for people to believe in this stuff. You also have um, a bunch of mental health illnesses that aren't diagnosed. Um, you have vision that isn't good. So if you see something at night, you have no idea what the hell you see. So you just like, yeah. make up a story. And so that's, this has been going on since the dawn of man. The problem is that these stories get passed and passed down, and they just kind of continue. Mm-hmm. And so I would say like in the 1800s, this was especially true, especially where Joseph Smith lived and basically everywhere. More so in America because it was kind of still the beginnings of the country. But people were very much into like witchcraft and magic. Like I'm pretty sure Joseph Smith's family was into it. Brigham Young had like his dad's brother had like cursed their family. So mm-hmm. it's it's just yeah. common. That's I guess that's what I want to say. All this stuff is kind of common.
2: And I think... Like the the way Mormons believe about tithing is superstition. Mm-hmm. Mormons superstitiously pay their tithing. Like they don't pay with faith. They pay it either expecting a raise, a promotion, a random check in the mail they weren't expecting, right? Or that their property won't be burnt down randomly. Those are right. the things Mormons expect to happen when they pay their tithing. Which is not just like I donate to my church because I think it's good and I should donate to it and they need the money or like this is, this is a commandment from God, so I'm just going to do it. No, it's usually like there's superstitious elements. If I do this thing, then something very literally in reality will happen to me.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Oh yeah, I mean it happens now. Like you see these videos that the church will release of people like, oh, like I didn't have enough money for food, and mm-hmm. I went to go pay tithing, and then I found all this money. So it's like it's kind of sad that you have these people who are like, they're so much into it that it's like, oh, like if even if I can't eat or can't like travel, I have to pay my tithing, otherwise I'm going to be cursed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and yeah. it's
1: kind of this weird thing because if you pay your tithing, then you have access to the bishop's storehouse and stuff. And so you will be fed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, it's almost like one of those protection contracts that yeah. that you can get with like the mafia or whatever. They're like, hey, pay us a certain amount and we'll make sure your place doesn't burn down. But then as soon as you stop paying, they, they, they burn, burn your place your down. down. They're yeah. like, hey, you know, like you didn't pay up. <laughs> So like that's what happens. Yeah.
0: You know? yeah. 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 I never really thought about it like that, but it's right. I mean, like your your rent will be paid for a certain amount of time. You're gonna have food. Like you're gonna have you're gonna have your Christmas gifts. Like it's it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. It, but um. But basically, like this this is nothing new, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people forget, especially like during the 1800s and early 1900s. People, I guess, assume that we were already like technologically advanced or pretty smart. But like, like 200 years ago, we were very much still like ghosts and magic and like burial grounds and all this stuff. Like it's very common. So obviously, so with Joseph Smith and the, and the first vision, like, yeah, that all happens. And you can definitely say that's not uncommon, like a little outlandish, I guess, even for back then. But there's people who are claiming things like that.
1: Well, and even his own father apparently had some sort of visions. Um, Yeah. And one of his uncles too, I think.
0: Yeah. So one of his uncles had done, had a whole sort of vision and started his own church cult thing. It didn't have that many people, like less than 50 probably, but it's, it runs in the family. Right. So, so I don't, I don't don't, No, Yeah, go.
2: Like we, we think about the church starting in Vermont, New York and, these eastern states that we think of our, as being old, and when we hear New York, we think of New York City. But when Joseph Smith was alive, like this was the American frontier.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like this was Pocatello, Idaho. Yeah, but worse.
0: Yeah, but worse. <laughs> 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 no, no electricity. No, <laughs> there's nothing. It's just a bunch of people telling tall tales.
2: And, and they're, they're far from civilization. Like, they're far from the big cities. They're, like, they're hundreds of miles, and the easiest way to get there is horse and buggy. So, you know, they may as well be thousands of miles away. Um, mm-hmm. Like, they're, very, they're on the edge of humanity.
0: Yeah. Right? The, like, yeah, really. Like, most, most people, young people, if they didn't go to school, they would literally just, and they were too young to work, they would just sit and do nothing. So Joseph Smith, and, 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 and it's, this is just other people, but he's an example. Like he would just have months and months would just sit there and kind of in the house and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like you, you can go crazy, you know what I mean? And like anyone would just start making up stuff in their head. So oh yeah, and he was crazy. He, ima-
1: he was already just telling stories about the indigenous peoples. Like he would make up stories about their history as a kid growing up.
0: <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah, he is very imaginative, very bright, very creative young person. So I don't really want to get into the whole like first vision and stuff because we all know. I'm. I would assume people who are listening have heard about the <laughs> all In this fact, stuff. They might even have it memorized times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So this all happens. He starts claiming to people that he's seen God, and then we have the Homeroni thing, and. I remember, like, growing up being like, "Who would believe a fourteen-year-old?" But I mean, now I'm looking back, I'm like, he already had a reputation. People already came to him for very old stuff. And back then, this is nothing really crazy. A lot of people are doing this. uh, Adults are doing it, but there's just this one kid saying he's seen God, and they're like, "Well, cool. I guess another kid seen God." (laughs) I just (laughs) people didn't people didn't expect it to become a what it is today right yeah. so after joseph smith once the church starts getting bigger and bigger and there's more people this is when he starts getting problems of people saying that they have visions with the the more famous one i don't remember her name is like this 14 year old girl and basically that she could see people's future so a lot of people would go to her a lot of members of the church because she was LDS as well, and they would be like, "I want to see my future." So she would start telling them, and then you would have people like in meetings start like speaking in tongues and gibberish and like convulsing, and you know, and people like I've seen God and all this stuff. And then Joseph Smith kind of had to put like, "Okay, like this needs to calm down. We have too many people having visions and stuff that I know that they're not having." <laughs> so he kind of gives a talk, and, and then he's like, "Okay, that needs to like calm down." But, um, it, it, it's, it's just, it just keeps happening, stuff like that. And there's always kind of problems where it's like either, there was never too serious for people to have to get like excommunicated, but that was always kind of a problem. And I was, uh, did you guys ever have that? Like growing up anyone, like maybe not to that extent, but like anyone seeing, saying stuff like that. Cause I feel like that happened to me a lot. Like having like visions. Like or... visions. Yeah. Visions and stuff like that. Oh. Like your dreams. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like I remember sitting in an institute class once and one of my friends who was in this class, he brought up how he and his dad had some sort of spiritual experience that was too sacred to share or something. And I was like, holy cow, they saw God. Like they had, they had a vision and they didn't say anything. But the way... That they presented it made it sound like that, and then I think the most common one like uh, was to see devils. Like people in the church see devils way more than they see angels.
0: <laughs> yep. Bishop, is that lead us? Lead us? Our Our father.
2: Like, yeah, <laughs> we didn't have a lot of people when I was growing up who had um, who had visions. I don't think um, like just weird people at testimony meeting kind of oversharing. Mm. Um, I do remember a few young men's camps. Um, We had one young men's leader, but I think he was teasing us in hindsight. He was just telling all these stories about like the old house he grew up in and how he was sure it was haunted. And he was telling us all these haunted house stories. But because of the things you hear about at church, like Joseph Smith being confronting Satan before he receives the first vision, and the reality of angels and stuff like that. And the spirit world is on earth and these spirits are still walking among us waiting for their work to be done. When I heard ghost stories as a kid, I believed them al- like a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. Cause you're so, taught to uh, believe that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: And so like, I think, I think like the city we grew up in has a park with a alleged haunted house in it. And uh, like I was too scared to go in it. And I think I remember my parents being like, well, what are you afraid of? And I'm like, you know, everything you've been teaching me about ghosts, demons, <laughs> yeah. angels, you know,
0: yeah, they're, all well, nice. this one's
2: not real. And I'm like, well, how's one real and the other one's not real? Because for people to say that this one's haunted must mean that they're encountering something. And I believe in all these kinds of things that are real. Yeah. These supernatural beings, I 100% believe they're real.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. I mean, like they're like, well, that because, like, you grow up and you start to get, get started getting into that, and like your parents are like, well, none of that's real. I'm like, well, like for all the material <laughs> we're reading as kids, Book of Mormon, yeah. there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs>
1: this tells me like, otherwise.
0: You, yeah, it's like you're gonna get struck dumb by God if you don't say he's real or something like that. So it's like, oh, sh- who? Who knows what else is real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Basically, so it's basically since the origins of the church, all this has kind of gone down. I mean, you have that—I don't remember that one prophet, but he says he sees like a man that's like standing. He's like on a horse, right? I don't remember oh, who it was.
1: Yeah, I, I i know who you're talking about. One of the prophets yeah. said that
0: basically he saw Cain. Yeah,
1: he, was he like saw ten Cain. feet
0: tall. And <laughs> yeah, hairy. well, he's
2: riding his horse. Yeah, yeah. He's like running yeah.
0: away or some shit. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, but this goes down and down. So you have. It, it's kind of it's died down a lot, I think, in the hierarchy of the church, but mm-hmm. it's now kind of just all among just people that aren't really in leadership positions. Because mm-hmm. it's that's kind of how it always was. Because I remember like they would have these like meetings, like where they were just in the temple, like their first sessions, where they would everyone would just start speaking in tongues and giving each other blessings, and like just all having visions in the same room. And whenever I I was reading that type of stuff, I'm like, this just sounds like an acid chip or something. I can't imagine like a room full of like adults just standing up and like speaking gibberish and placing their hands on someone's head. And then like start saying they're seeing like Moses and stuff like uh, that's kind of creepy. So so weird. (laughs) Related to this, this, this tongues
1: thing. I was talking to a friend of mine and he is, He's like a, I'd describe him as like an old earth literalist uh, Christian. And he's super, super Christian, but he was telling me how he grew up in a denomination that believed in the gift of tongues, not just in the way the Mormons do it, where it's like, Oh, you went on your mission and you were able to speak Spanish, like you learned Spanish. <laughs> uh, you must have the gift of tongues, because you learned a second language. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they would, li- they would do the like wacky talk thing. Yeah, and he said that in in his church, his dad was like a pastor there, and people would just feel come upon by the spirit and they'll start doing this weird wacky thing. And then they'll lay down on the floor and roll around and start laughing. Mm -hmm. And this is people like today do this and, uh, they'll like roll around on the floor laughing and then speak in tongues in this gibberish. And then he said, one time somebody stood up at the pulpit and, uh, he like rolled their eyes back and they're like, thus saith the Lord go outside or something and then they ran outside and then they ran back inside the church and they said thus saith the lord thou needest a jacket and they grabbed their jacket and then they ran back outside because it was chilly and so it's like this weird weird thing but yeah people still have these weird little uh moments
0: yeah it just sounds like a big game of simon says but with god it's like (laughs) what the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i guess we're not the only ones doing it but like yeah. i like i said uh, this isn't really specific to the lds church like this honestly could apply to any religion that kind of enforces this type of stuff
2: mm-hmm. there's uh there's somebody i worked with who was raised jehovah's witness and they had a real weird thing about um smurf dolls like in the 80s and 90s really? like they thought smurfs were a a Tool of Satan and and they'd have stories like kind of similar to our myths about like a babysitter who brought a smurf doll over and then the parents come home and like furniture is floating around and spinning and <laughs> the smurf yeah, dolls are like dancing that's good. around a fireplace. And and I'm asking her about and she's like, How did you know about this? And I'm like, Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> we felt the same way about Ouija boards. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, seriously, Ouija boards? I'm like, Yeah, we were absolutely Petrified of Ouija boards. There's everybody knows somebody who played with a Ouija board in a chapel, and then the state president had to call to dedicate it. Like, that's happening every oh, state yeah. in the world, right?
0: Yeah, it's of course. Play
2: with the Ouija board in the chapel. Yeah, gets of Yeah, or they're playing with the Ouija board, and the furniture's floating around, and then the dad comes yeah. home and puts his arm to the square, and the, yeah. <laughs> the demons have to part. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Oh my god oh that's and, so funny
2: yeah we've all <laughs> these these weird friend fringe religions all have some weird superstitions for sure
0: so you oh, yeah. like
2: so you're talking about like you ran into it with your family you ran into it with uh did you run into it on your mission
0: oh yeah so i was gonna get into that now so basically yeah. all this stuff is passed down for generations so then you start yeah. getting people nowadays who have just heard these stories from their and their parents or grandfathers or anything. So I think like uh, we, first experience, of course, I guess was camping and you know, people, we always had pe- like guys who would tell like really kind of cool, scary stories. And then we had this one, like really, really TBM leader. And he was like, um, I don't want to share a scary story, but on my mission, um, we were in Brazil and we were praying and while we were in the closing prayer, um, one of the people we were teaching, he interrupted his prayer and it was sitting out of his mouth. And, Saying that he's gonna kill me and all this stuff, and I had to tell him in the prayer that Satan, you have to get out of his body because we're gonna baptize him, and he left, and I was like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> wow." And 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 it's funny because like I I was from a mission in Colombia, and I remember people with the kind of like interrupt the prayer and stuff, and I'm like, maybe it's and would be, in my mind, I was always like it's Satan just as Satan. a joke. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I feel like this happens yeah. pretty often here, like. There's a lot of people with, um, like, I would say more so with like undiagnosed mental health illnesses or just, mm-hmm. just I don't know, they just act really strange. I guess in these other countries, not everyone obviously, but I guess a lot of people would be afraid of that. Like there is this, I guess they just have a bunch of medical conditions that you think would be treated, and I think a lot of missionaries get scared and don't realize what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, like that happened a lot. I remember there was this one time they're like, "Can me? Can you give my son a blessing, please?" And I was like, I go in. And you can tell, like, I think he had, like, severe Down syndrome or something. And then she was trying to explain it. And, like, the companion I was with, I couldn't understand what she was saying. I'm like, oh, like, he needs to, like, be taken care of because he was, like, really sick and throwing up and stuff and kind of shaking. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of like an anxiety attack. I'm like, oh, like, just, like, we need to make sure he's calm. And then my companion's like, he needs a blessing. There's, like, there's something going on. I don't feel safe here. I'm like, no, he's fine. Like, and so that happens a lot. But that happens a lot in foreign places. And so a crazy one that it's funny because as I was researching this topic, my sister, she's, she was going to BYU and Provo. Right. Mm-hmm. And so
2: do you, do she, they give you a shit about that? That like your sister got into the real BYU and you're going to
0: Idaho? Yeah, 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 I know. I'm not, I know, I know. I feel terrible. I'm a disappointment to my father. No,
2: is it actually? Is it actually? Like <laughs>
0: no, 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 it's not. I, I think it's quite the opposite, actually, because my dad, me and my dad were to BYU, Idaho. And then I remember being like, "I'm." it would be nice to go to Utah. I was, I was always thinking in my mind, maybe BYU is a little bit more accepting maybe a little bit more diverse my sister's like "Eh, kind of but not really and i was like oh that's enough for me like she she, uh, because i was she was always in her head like maybe byu is completely different but now that she went there she's like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm not going back yeah and i'm like oh wow like i've maybe i would run into the black menaces or someone like that's cool (laughs) because you know they had there's some people there yeah anyway so she tells me about two weeks ago maybe three weeks ago now after moving down she was telling me, like, yes, I could not. I was like, how was your roommate? Are they pretty, like, do they treat you okay? She's like, I wasn't, I couldn't live with them for the last two weeks. I had to live with someone else. So I was like, oh, what happened? So she says um, one of her roommates has extreme um, anxiety, and so to get panic attacks. And then, I, so the person I was married to, she also had extreme panic attacks. And I was like, okay. So when they would have these anxiety attacks, if you don't know what's happening, it can be very scary. You know, they're shaking, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with anxiety Mm -hmm. attacks and stuff like that, but you know, it can be a scary experience if you don't know what's happening. So I guess one of her roommates had started to have a really bad anxiety attack in her bed and her other roommate was really scared. So she gets scared and of course they call everybody in, so they're all in staring at her. and. The course the first thing you do is call the fhe brothers i don't know why it's uh, so all the fhe brothers run in they all run in and start crowding her like basically start screaming at her and shouting at her and my sister got super uncomfortable yeah and so she's just kind of sitting there like they just need to make sure she's okay like don't crowd her like just wait and until it's gone you know and so the one of the one of her roommates comes out and grabs like a bucket of ice she's like okay one of the guys, FHE Brothers, comes out. She's like, um, do you have like uh, a picture of Jesus? And she's like, okay. And there's like, there's like a painting of Jesus, I think. So he grabs that. Mm-hmm. And then my sister goes in, and they're like performing an exor- exorcism of ice <laughs> yeah. and a picture of Jesus. <laughs> 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 so my sister gets so uncomfortable, and yeah. she leaves. And she's like, I thought that was going to be the end of it. She yeah. goes back, and they're all like just keep on – now they have a bunch of other people over, and all the refugee brothers are giving blessings out like at, multiple times at once. Wow. And so they keep doing this, mm-hmm. and like they're all – everyone's crying, like sobbing and sobbing, and every time she goes back, it just gets more and more uncomfortable. And then finally she goes back, and on the – there's a note on the door that says, blessings in progress do not – do not enter. Yeah. <laughs> so, she, so she got like kicked out of her apartment because there was bless, too many blessings going on or something.
2: Like, were there any ramifications of this afterwards? Like people bearing their testimonies of what a spiritual yeah. experience it was? Or?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they were all saying, they were basically holding their own church meetings there because it's just a bunch of other people started coming in and like taking yeah. part of this weird stuff and like sobbing. And my sister said that one time, her roommates were up to like six in the morning and she's like oh that's whatever she wakes up and she finds out that they were watching like conference talks from like the 1950s right Whoa. just to make
2: themselves feel better yeah or- and
0: i don't know oh, and exactly. so I, I i and so my sister was so uncomfortable that she just decided to leave like she didn't say anything she just grabbed all of her stuff and left one in the middle yeah. of the night and stuffed in her car went to her friend's house and just slept there i'm like i don't blame you that shit mm-hmm. is a little weird
1: yeah, and, like, what do you say in that situation? Be like, guys, okay, I think, like, listen, Joseph Smith was a prophet, and the church is true, but, like, this is wacky. Like, what do you, how do you say that? It's
2: like, what, how weird you weird, right? I think we talked yeah. about this ages ago, but it's like, okay, so you're going to tell me that Joseph Smith seeing angels is true, but, like, my possessed roommate is not true? Right. Right. And then, and then like, you're seeing this with under the banner of heaven that's come out. They're like, how can people claim that the LDS church, you know, a Mormon, they're the least violent people, you know, it's like open up their book to where it says <laughs> that like, God commanded you to kill people. And you got to listen to the voices in your head. Even yep. if you disagree with the voices in your head, when they tell you to kill somebody, you've got to kill them. Yeah. And tell me how that you can't see that taken to a intense extreme. Yeah. Right? And then the church is like, I we can't believe stuff like this happens.
1: Yeah, like, oh, how like how, how, could, how this could this happen? have happened? I'm so confused. Like <laughs> it's that meme, book. like
2: that mad TV meme, right? Where the guy shoots somebody and then is like, how could so and so do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the church, right? They just line everybody <laughs> up, shoot them, and then they're like, How could mass media and the gays do this? Like <laughs> It's all because of gay marriage, right? I know. It's, it's like dang the gay marriage is happening.
0: <laughs> it's then, all these music videos that are coming out that are making everyone gay and violent. It's like, yes. Right?
2: Yeah. Video games, rap music, black people, pornography, women, pornography. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, even you've got your senile 94-year-old former heart surgeon getting up being like, this is the winding up scene, boys. This is it. Satan is rampant in the land. <laughs> Trust me, this time it's it. I know we've been saying promised generation for like 200 years, but this time it's for real, boys. We're really going Yeah, like what the
0: fuck? What the fuck?
1: <laughs> so
2: I imagine, oh my God. I imagine it's going to get worse before it gets better. I, like, I think as the church starts to lose membership, you're going to find that the ones who stay are crazier and crazier. That's all that they're going to be able to hold on to.
1: I know. But they even still. That's like storage. the one. Those are the ones they're losing the most of.
2: Right. The because it's are not like true, the enough. Isn't true enough.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, ghost stories. Yeah. It's stories. just dumb. It's no, no, no. This is a good tangent to go off on. It's just like even. Like, you can just apply this to everything. I mean, you had these people like food storage, like you need 50 years of food storage and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's just like, it just applies to everything. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. What, 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 what power, I think the general authorities have, and they don't really realize it. Yeah. Like, and they, and, and they think they have God's power, but they just have the power of manipulation, which is like, that's not <laughs> yeah. really the like, God they power. Have, you know what I they mean? They have
1: the power <laughs> of Joseph Smith and Brigham Young's con game.
0: Yeah. But it's, exactly.
2: It's like they don't realize that it was a con game, like to them it's real. Yeah. And they're this is the way God operates. Yeah, and that's then, the crazy
1: thing is that the the LDS church, the mainstream church has gotten to this point where the con is being run by the con.
2: Yeah.
1: Like yeah. there's no there's no cult leader anymore. It's literally it's the blind just leading like the blind. The blind leading the blind. Yeah.
0: That's literally all it is. It's like, oh, like this rule isn't probably isn't good anymore. We have too many people getting mad about it. Yeah. We should probably change it. Could oh, you okay, imagine we'll it.
1: like it's like what? Russell Nelson getting up and saying, "We've all been duped." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm him, waiting for that um, day. a man
1: who's like 200 years dead like, <laughs> "We've been fooled."
0: Yeah. Hopefully Oh, they or, or or someone else is the when that happens. and you just see the look in their eyes. They're just being like, well, I guess it wasn't it. <laughs> they just <Yeah>. leave. <laughs> I have come
1: <laughs> to the realization. I have made he it. He just continued. shuts down. He just shuts
0: down. Just, he, he deactivates. Just, yeah. He, just deactivates. Shuts, he deactivates.
2: I can it. <laughs> <laughs> he powers down at conference. So um, do you think there's, like, any kind of link between, like, Latin culture and, uh, and ghost stories?
0: Oh, yeah. It's a very yeah. cultural thing. Um, right. So, yeah, it's very cultural. And um, a bunch of different cultures. Um, there's people I know that some of the, the most extreme ones I have heard have always been from either people who have had, like, direct lineage to, so, like, pilgrims and pioneers mm. and stuff like that. That's very right. common um native americans um not even just like really pl- fully related to native americans they they have like one ancestor but mm-hmm. they that's that's very common and also latino culture i mean my mom she was telling me a story i'm like this would be good in a horror movie where so her my grandma went to like this witch and was trying to bless her and so she gave her this egg and she cracked the egg and just a bunch of like big centipedes and stuff came out and i was like ooh, like that that sounds like it'd be good in a scary movie so yeah mm-hmm. It's very common in Latino culture, um, African culture as well. So like all these cultures, you it's very common that if you believe in these things, it's like, oh, there's witch doctors and all this stuff. There's demons that want to talk to you in your sleep, and they'll follow you back home from the old people's home. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew someone who was like, I worked at an old person's home, and a demon came. Followed me at home and was in my dreams, and I had to go to my grandpa. and I, I wasn't a member then, and I was living with my boyfriend. and After my my the blessing, my grandpa gave me the demon went away, and I had a revelation that I shouldn't be living with my boyfriend anymore. and I was like, whoa, like this is pretty extreme. Like this is very, this is very extreme. and um and and that person, it was also very common. Her family, like the mom, had someone chasing her. The grandmas were. The grandparents were very like, oh, like our whole life we've had something in this house and it's like bothering us. So I'm like, oh, like that was a bit more extreme because I hadn't really met much of families like that. But that family specifically was like all of them were very much like there's someone in my dreams. We had to be careful. We had to have the salt lamps. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt bad for them because I was like, I feel like the, the grandma and they've just they have chased her family back to like joseph smith or something something like that but Mm -hmm. it just goes down and down in generation and it just changes what they believe in and i i'd be like i just kind of feel bad because i just feel like if they those things hadn't been taught then they would be a lot more comfortable because they're all so worried that Mm -hmm. like if i'm not doing good like i'm gonna get attacked in the middle of the night it's pretty sad
1: go ahead bishop
2: the when I was still active, like we were renting our basement to the missionaries, still are. But I remember watching a scary movie and then wondering, like, what if this invites a satanic presence? And then comforting myself, knowing that in addition to me, there were also two of probably the most righteous people living in my basement, you know, uh, who would be able to assist me in casting out any demons I may inadvertently invite into the home by watching a horror movie with my wife on a Friday night.
1: They'd be able to detect it.
2: Yeah. Did they, they detect were... it? They never did. Not even once.
0: Huh. There you go. Interesting. Oh, They're thing. unworthy then.
2: Yeah. That's the most logical conclusion,
0: right? That's the most <laughs> they must have been <laughs> masturbating. Gosh dang it, Elder. I, yeah,
2: there I know. <laughs> you know, I know they uh like we did an inspection in their suite once and they had like this ring around the bathtub, like just a dirt from not cleaning it. Right. And, uh, and we were telling them to clean up and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and you know what, you might want to anoint that bathroom with like a gallon of poly oil. And they're like, what are you (laughs) talking about? And I'm like, I've had 19 year old boys living in my basement for like the last four years. Like, yeah, you're going to have to re medicate that thing with like a
0: gallon. (laughs) Get a get a, get a, get two gallons of bleach yeah. and just dump into the bathroom and wait a couple of days.
2: Yeah, right. So they, they and they didn't deny anything, which was maybe even more uncomfortable. Right? <laughs> oh god. Oh, anyway. Anyways, anyways,
1: you that's think, crazy. Uh, Samuel, Mister the Lamanite, um, were were you pretty superstitious? Like, did you have those superstitions? Um, so
0: I, I was very much, when I was a kid, I was very much, like, very intrigued. I, I still so am. I'm such a curious boy. I always get my nose in places where it doesn't belong. So I remember, like, growing up and being, like, very scared of stuff. Like, I remember, like reading, like, all these internet stuff, being a Zoomer. Mm-hmm. Like the creepy pastas and all that stuff. And I remember always being scared, like, Oh, they're gonna come get me at night and I'd be like, Oh, Heavenly Father, please protect me and all this stuff. So I think it was I was not superstitious, but I I like I, I would love to scare myself when I was younger. Like right. I kinda got a thrill of it, you know. But it was never to the point where I'm like I would see them in my dreams or they would have them follow me. It was very much a normal kid, like, Oh, like it's dark and I'm alone in my basement and like, oh, I'm scary because it's dark. But right. as I've gotten older as I've gotten older, um I've always had a thing about, like, just trying to see what would scare me and scare me the most, but I've kind of gone to the point where I'm kind of, like, I'm getting so desensitized at this point that I really have to stop and be careful because I'm going to start becoming one of those, like, those gore people that love to watch all this, like, kind of, like, gross shit and be like, oh, like, you know, that's, like, a certain niche in the internet, all these, like, heavy metal people and all this stuff. And I remember being like, oh, like if I wanted to, I could probably just start getting into that, you know? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine without it. But um, I was never really superstitious. I remember I, I remember kind of believing, at least on my mission, you would hear all this stuff. And I was like, if something ever happens on my mission, maybe I'll believe. But I've never had, to, I've never had an encounter or anything like that. Right.
1: So. You never had to cast any demons out of the apartment on your mission?
0: No, no, just some bad food that's it <laughs> no, but I remember hearing these stories of like there was this elder who had like could crawl up on the walls and wanted to kill his companion and he yeah. selling, like raw meat and like the mission president had to tie they had to tie him with like twelve different neckties and like give him a blessing seven times and he was he was like saying all the sins that the mission president and all the missionaries around them that had ever committed in their life and I was like damn they're making their own movie there yeah. <laughs> that's crazy so, so it's so weird because I had a companion who was there when it happened and I'm always just like the elder in question either has some serious mental health issues or people are over exaggerating and it's always a combination of both mm-hmm. that's the case almost 100% of the time. Right.
2: Like, I, I home taught a guy with schizophrenia, and he would tell us, uh, you know, about the demons that were trying to prevent him from getting to church. And he'd have to leave his house at four in the morning to get to church on time because swarms of uh, crows were attacking his car, you know. And, and he'd be like, Yeah, I can really tell the spirits with us here. And I said, Oh, how do you know? And he's like, Well, he's standing, you know, right over there. In the corner of the room, and we're like, uh, "Hi, hi, Holy Ghost!" <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> that's supposed to make like you want feel to good. play, like, you, you, Casper, yeah. you're right, like, yeah. You yeah. Play.
2: <laughs> so definitely, like, mental health plays into it for sure. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No yeah. Big time oh, young. another thing I was going to bring up was a. Uh, Thanks for mentioning that because so my sister she's a nurse she's been studying a long time and she's yeah. been kind of studying the aftermath of all these kind of strong medications not all of them obviously but there's a there's a few they're very strong these medications you're not supposed to be on them for long periods of time that means years right and a bunch of these people you know they just kind of just gone reliant which is not a problem you know because anxiety and depression is very hard and those medications help a lot but if you're on these things for years and years and years and you don't lower the dosage or try to wean yourself off of them. Mm -hmm. my sister has said they're learning that that they'll cause hallucinations around the time you're waking up and around the time you're going to bed especially during the middle of the night yeah it's very common and i was like that explains a lot
1: yeah yeah and i i think people people want to believe in the supernatural stuff and so then they they jump on that like see 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 but there's like some really good just medical explanations for how stuff like this happens mm-hmm. um oh yeah yeah but our, our our time is running up are there any final thoughts you want to get
0: in um before my, my, google my meets, testimony kicks us off my, yeah sure. please
1: <laughs> bear your testimony my,
0: my testimony no, um no i'm okay same as the lame doesn't bear his testimony he just runs away from arrows that's how cool right. he is <laughs> <laughs> so i guess i will say um Thanks for letting me on again. Um, it, mean, it meant a lot to have me on the first time. I've, I was kind of in a more of a ranty mode last time. So I'll try to be a little bit more calm this time. But thank this, you again.
1: Yeah, this this was cool. So I'm glad you came on and I'm glad you suggested this topic and didn't wait till Halloween to to bring it up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. no, that's, no that, that's all. Thanks again, guys. And yeah, keep doing the Lord's work. And um and then also Elder Jackson, I really send please send me a link to all the other podcasts you make because I'm so mad that you make other podcasts and I didn't know until I was listening to the episodes. And I was like, I wanna listen to them because I because you're always like I put in so much work and I've been doing them for years and I'm like, Let me listen to them because I don't wanna just be listen because like I have a life outside of my anti Mormonist. Like I not even anti Mormonist, <laughs> like I'm trying to like not even I'm not, I, I love how you guys put it, like, XX Mormons. just, yeah, we're not, we're, we're just doing our thing now. I'm like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I don't want to be on the Reddit forum and be like, I eh, all this stuff, like, I this happened. I'm like, I'm just trying to do other stuff. So please send me a link, and that's I it. Will.
1: I will. I'll send you that link when we're done here. Uh, and I appreciate that, Brother the Lamanite. It's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because uh, yes. I do work hard on everything except for this. <laughs> Um, yeah Bishop do you have any closing parting wisdom?
2: nothing for me. it's great to see you again Samuel the Lamanite
0: yes of course and, Bishop uh, you are you are a legend Bishop you literally sound <laughs> like a bishop like. <laughs> I don't know if um, that's a compliment. Uh, it's, keep away from it's not. It's but, but like uh, the thing is like it's so funny because like when you talk and say shit like we're going back to Nam and all, I'm like that shit's so funny. Oh my god, it's so funny. Uh,
1: well, thank <laughs> well, you, thank you, thank you for joining us. And I guess yeah. we'll just close this in the name of Jesus Christ, who will be born in five years from now. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Amen.
2: And a day and a night and another day.
1: Amen. Yes. Amen.